that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on uh, this uh, Wednesday. You know what that means. And it's Thanksgiving Eve as well. You know what that means as well. It's November 22nd, 2023. And I got a good good show lined up for you. And a, a stack show for you as well. Because a programming note right here off the top. We will obviously not be here tomorrow as well. Celebrating Thanksgiving with uh, family. And then we will not be on the air on Friday as well. Or a podcast at all either. Because we got uh, games mm-hmm. to get to on a Friday. And the... Uh, uh, Altamont girls are playing at noon, so unfortunately we will not be able to uh, be having a show uh, on Friday mm-hmm. as well. So this will be the uh, last show of the week. Yeah. So we got a lot to get to we here, do. a lot to cover here. We got uh, some local sports to get you up to date on. We got local sports from last night, and we got to get you set for the tournaments for Friday and Saturday as well. There's some adjustments to some local tournaments due to Mount Carmel being in the state championship. And speaking of that state championship, we got to take a look at those state championship games uh, throughout the levels, even though Mount Carmel is our only area representative there. We'll take a look at them. And uh, so that also means that we're going to have to do pick them today as well. So we got that Pick them as well as, you know, what we do, Illini and uh, the NFL stuff as well. So we'll get to that today. Speaking of Illini, there will be Illini guys noon to two on Friday. So there will yeah, be the, okay. the Sports Spectacular presented by the Illini guys will be on mm-hmm. from noon to two on Friday. Yeah, so uh, no us, but they're still going a strong and get set, set for, for the uh, Friday basketball game. Friday basketball game and, and then the final the football game. Of the finale, season. yes, right. The uh, battle for the Lincoln Land Trophy against Northwestern to see if the Illini can get bowl eligible. The final game of the season. And also the final game, it looks like, of the uh, law firm there as Newton and Randolph have uh, both declared, well, are anticipated to declare for the NFL draft. And they're most likely going to set out the uh, bowl game. Uh, but so they're uh, going to have probably a special ceremony there for uh, those two uh, seniors. Uh, they're probably going to go out for the uh, draft on Saturday as well. So we'll try to encompass uh, some college football and a college basketball as well. But we'll just see what we can get to. And uh, we'll see if we can get to uh, the uh, college football rankings as well as the newest playoff rankings. And who can forget as well on this show today. That just after the show, after the podcast was done and uploaded, the Cardinals made another move. Mm-hmm. Man, they are acquiring uh, some pitching. I tell you what, but it's still early in the offseason, but I'll still have something to say about the latest sighting for the St. Louis Cardinals and the rotation uh, there. And Mosellac's wonderful performance in his press conference yesterday as well that I'll mention as well. And I got a little cub rumor. 
Ooh, a Cub hot stove rumor? Yes. This is the yes, hot yes. stove yes, yes, rumor. Yes, yes. All right, very well. So we'll get to that in our baseball coverage. And, of course, we'd like to give a shout-out and a big thank you since it is Thanksgiving for our sponsors. That sponsor the starting lineup every single weekday, and that's McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and the Topolis State Bank. Big thank you to out to them for making this all possible. And a thank you to the listeners out there. As well, hopefully you'll have a happy Thanksgiving. But before we get to uh, the uh, food on uh, the dinner table, we need to uh, uh, get this going. As we've set the table here good enough, and so let's get it started. And let's hit it up with the first segment. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And the uh, start off today's show, we are going to be starting with the college football rankings because they uh, came out of there last night. And the reason why we're starting with this is because there's uh, changes in the uh, four currently right now. Of course, no surprise, uh, Georgia stays number one after regaining that position last week. And then uh, Ohio State uh, stays at uh, number two. And then that also sets up the uh, big matchup this weekend on Saturday against number three, uh, Michigan. But then there was a, a change in the uh, four rankings as it was Florida State. But now they're on the outside looking in of the playoff four mm-hmm. as Florida State now ranked number five. Oregon is also ranked sixth on the outside. But Washington is now ranked in the uh, football rankings in the top four. So uh, they uh, swap spots there. Obviously a different scenario with the uh, Seminoles without their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, going down. Elite last name, by the way. But uh, he went down with that injury. He's done. And so uh, that obviously changes the Seminoles' trajectory and the Seminoles' future, even though they – have a statement to be made if they uh, their final two games of the year. They got Florida coming up to close out the regular season, and they'll be in the ACC championship game matching up with Louisville, who comes in at number 10 in the uh, playoff rankings. But uh, Washington also has a, a final home game, or uh, final, I don't know if it's home, but a final game, mm-hmm. and the Pac-12 championship game as well. The last Pac-12 championship game uh, upcoming as well to I make a statement for them. So uh, Washington in Florida State out in the latest rankings. And you have to wonder, uh, like you said, Travis, if it has to do with that Travis injury. It's got to. You know, I'm, because Florida State still won. Mm-hmm. Wasn't convincing, but they no. still won. So you'd think that, that would mean something. You know, yes, they played North Alabama. They won 58-13. to um, Washington beat Oregon State, who was 11th. Beat them only by two. But Washington gets the jump over Florida State. And so now, basically, we know that the winner of um, Michigan and Ohio State's going to stay in. Mm-hmm. And the winner will also go to the Big Ten Championship game yep. as yep. well to face Iowa. But, so. Travis, is there a way, and and there may be, that we get two one-loss Pac-12 teams in the playoffs, hmm. if Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, mm-hmm. I think they put both of them ahead of Florida State. Yeah, I think so. And then it would be, you know, you look at Georgia, you look at, you know, the winner of the Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. and then you have the winner of the Pac-12, mm-hmm. the loser of the Pac-12 title game, and the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Well, and that's not even taking into account the SEC championship game. No, yeah, that's right. Between Georgia and Alabama. If Alabama was to somehow beat oh. Georgia, we're talking even more. Yeah, and so the who chaos does, happen. Who does this leave out, Travis? Ooh. After this year and all these moving pieces that we've talked about entering the season, the Big 12 is left there without a seat at the table. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see any scenario where the Big 12 gets a team into the playoffs. 
Right, yeah, and that's kind of how the chaos scenario that they ran through on the Mm -hmm. selection show, the chaos theory that they had uh, was that if Michigan runs the table and goes undefeated and wins the Big Ten Championship, uh, Florida State, if they were on the table and they win the ACC, they would still be undefeated at 13-0, crazy, even though their quarterback situation and the argument is that they're not the four part of the four best teams because you know their backup quarterback they'd probably get blown out right in the playoff game or whatnot but still that's crazy to say that a 13-0 team that would be shut out of the uh, playoff scenario but uh, Alabama if they would end up winning the SEC uh, they would be the champs plus 12 and 1 Oregon in this scenario Pac-12 champs they're 12 and 1 and then Texas would win the uh, Big 12 championship they would finish at 12 and 1 Georgia losing the SEC championship would be 12 and 1. Washington losing the Pac-12 championship would be 12 and 1 and Ohio State would be 11 and 1 because uh, they lost the Michigan game in this scenario. So mm-hmm. that is the ultimate chaos theory, the ultimate chaos scenario of who gets in then. Like that is just that's just crazy. Yeah, I don't think you can not put Florida State in if they win the title game, Travis. I think it's got to be convincing. Uh, all right, I'll give you that. It has to be convincing. Unfortunately, I mean, I feel bad for the the kids, but um, I mean, I guess it's got to be the eye test of the final two games. It all depends what they do against Florida. I mean, everybody's just automatically counting that as a win, and they're counting Louisville as a win as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Louisville's not bad. They're ten and one on the season, and um, they're going to go to the title game. So they're going to rank number ten. Look at Mizzou. They're ranked number nine. I know. Right behind Alabama. So (sighs) that would just be uh, uh, crazy if that chaos scenario ends up happening. And uh, we'll just see how it all shakes out here on the final weekend of the college football regular season. Here's one thing we know for sure, Travis. You want to weed out people? I'm going to weed out some people. Mm -hmm. Texas, Alabama, Louisville, and Oregon. If they take another loss, they will not make it. Mm-hmm. Every one of those teams, because no team has ever made it to the college football playoffs with two losses. Hmm. Yeah. So all of those teams I mentioned already have one loss. That's Oregon, Texas, Alabama, and Louisville. Right. Any of those teams lose, they're out. So if mm. that's the case, then you've got Georgia, Florida State, Washington, and then one of the Big Ten teams. Yeah. In my head, that's your four. Mm-hmm. That's that's your four. Regardless of if Florida State should be there because they have their backup quarterback, they're undefeated. You cannot put a one-loss team above an undefeated team. Hmm. Yeah, I I just I definitely see your point. I, you can't in any way, shape, or form make an argument as to a, why a team lost should go in over a team that didn't lose. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what the committee maybe. Uh... Uh, fearful of yes. that, you know, they're hoping that Florida State stumbles here in yeah, the yeah. final two oh, games yeah. and then that gets that scenario out yep. of the way at least. Yep. But you could still get thrown in there if Oregon would end up winning against Washington in the Pac 12 yeah. uh, championship. That would uh, throw a rich in there. But I think no matter what, I think Georgia yep. is good. Uh, I don't think that they should be out of it even if they lose the championship game. So. I think they're automatically safely in, and I think as long as the Ohio State-Michigan winner, which is most likely going to happen, as long as that winner goes on to win the Big Ten Championship, yep. they're good. Um, the loser, I, I don't know. They're probably one of the best four, but I wouldn't put them in over, Ohio, or over an undefeated Florida State, so I would agree. As crazy as it sounds, Travis, there are two teams that control their destiny, mm-hmm. and that's Georgia and Washington. Those are the only two teams that can control their own destiny. They got mm. win, they know they're in. Yeah, that's all they can do because Washington, in winning, would knock out Oregon. Mm. So yeah, that's all they have to do. But they're right. the only two teams that control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like in that scenario, there's the chaos scenario. There's only those two undefeated teams, and the rest of them are twelve and one or eleven and one. Yeah. All deserving, and this would have been a good year to have the 12-team playoff. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> all those great teams. But then all the drama would be taken out well, of the chaos theory. But would it, Travis? It would a little bit. 
because we would it, be fighting for who would be in the bottom exactly 10 to 12 rather you'd than still at the top. Be, you'd still be having a discussion we'd still be sitting here discussing it oh well i'm sure we'd still be sitting here going now wait a minute why aren't why isn't this team in why is that team in yeah so even so there's going to be discussions yeah i guess so up. Are those discussions important for our 10 to 12 versus 1 through 4 to decide the national championship? That's what I would say. Here's the thing, Travis, and I just saw this stat. Six losses by teams ranked in the AP top eight at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. All were against teams ranked 13th or better. Yeah. That All is the really least amount time. since 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this 2023 season is very top heavy. It is. And it's shocking. Mm-hmm. So, we'll just have to wait and see how the the rest. But, yeah, you, you talked about a 12, you know, if there was a 12-team playoffs, then we're talking, you know, Iowa. We're talking LSU. We're talking Oklahoma. We're talking Penn State. Like, all these other teams. Louisville, who, like you said, is 10th. Well, a loss, you know, to... to Florida, Florida State, State in the championship game, does that knock them out? Like, mm-hmm. So, can't wait for 12 teams. Yeah, and it'll be here next year. Be here next year. So, uh, the uh, big game on uh, Saturday, uh, Ohio State in Michigan, and that game is going to be at 11 a.m. there on Saturday for big noon kickoff there. Michigan favored by three points in this one, despite not having Coach Harbaugh on these sidelines there. Mm in Ann Arbor there. Also got some, uh, actually uh, quite a few top 25 teams in action on Black Friday Mm -hmm. uh, there. So definitely a Thanksgiving uh, weekend full of football, of course. So, uh, And then also the Thanksgiving weekend is full of local sports, and that's what we're hitting up on uh, next as we'll talk about the action that happened uh, last night. Cumberland opened up uh, their season there at the Cumberland Thanksgiving Tournament. We'll see how that went, and uh, we'll get you set for the action tonight and take a look at the weekend upcoming as well. Coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroenim with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Stay protected with vaccinations from Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy in Effingham. They offer convenient RSV, flu, and COVID-19 vaccinations that fit your schedule. Because getting vaccinated doesn't just protect you, it protects your family and community. Walk in today, there's no appointment necessary and most insurances are accepted. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Hey, Doc, nice office. Quick question. If you had to choose, would you give yourself a root canal or run payroll? Run payroll, no question. Seriously? Have you run payroll before? Paying my team with Gusto couldn't be easier. Gusto gives me unlimited payroll runs, next day direct deposits, and automatically files my taxes. Saves me time. Wow, that's nice. Over here, Doc. Can I run payroll too? Choose payroll without the pain. Visit gusto.com slash radio to sign up for free. And now... This outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. 
almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowls been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget, both Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. But he benefited from it. Benefited from it last night as well. That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. It's a Super Bowl. Let him play. On 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. And a little right now, let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports. And got uh, quite a, a lot of local sports to uh, get to here today. A lot of days to uh, cover here and not a lot of time. So let's get into it as let's just go uh, from uh, the uh, top here and uh, go all the way down. And uh, local results from yesterday in uh, girls basketball, the Count Eric Beecher City of Thanksgiving a tournament got underway there last night as it was the two seed CHBC taking out Ramsey by the final of 65 to 41 and Macy Rodman put up 31 for Cowden last night in the uh, dub there it was also the number one seed North Clay winning against Red Hill 47 30 the two seed Dietrich pulls off a little bit of a seed upset there against the three seed BSE 54 to 42 and the uh Five seed it pulls off a seeding upset over Cumberland, five over a four. Woods and two straws over the Pirates, fifty-five to forty-three. It was the uh, final score there. In Apollo action, you had in uh, regular season action Metamora against Muhammad Seymour. Uh, they Metamora won fifty-eight forty-four. Robinson over Charleston, a sixty-eight to thirty. Saint Joe Ogden took down a Paris. Arthur Oka Christian defeated Oka Valley, forty-seven thirty-nine. Athens over Clinton, 51-42. And Carlinville over Greenfield Northwestern, 45-33. In high school boys of basketball, they had in this Anthony Turkey Tournament get underway there. It was Belleville East all over FEM, 71-35. Belleville had the slim lead, five-point lead, after one quarter, 17-12. But Belleville takes control there in the middle quarters, 25-12. They outscored FEM in the second and 21-3 in the third to come away with the uh, blowout win. Uh, Powell's was the only double-figure scorer for Effingham with 10. Next closest scorer was Busher with 6. And uh, the second game was uh, pretty exciting there. Uh, St. Anthony it was a Champagne Central over Robinson by 2, 65-63, a close one uh, there. And this one was nip and tuck all game long, but it was Central Pulling out the narrow victory there. Uh, Noah Gilmore led the way for Robinson. He had 20 points to lead the Maroons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bree Central got the win over Mattoon to close things out there on the night. And Bree Central won 60-36 to as Bree Central just kind of increased their lead ever so slightly every quarter there. And Wetzel led the way for Mattoon. He had 10 points. Only double-figure scorer there for the Green Wave. Johnson had 8, but that was the closest person there. In the Cumberland Thanksgiving Tournament, we had Newton pick up uh, the win there. 72-56 over Vandalia. Newton, 11-4 after one quarter. And then Vandalia actually came and tried to pull it close at halftime. But mm-hmm. third quarter, Newton took control. 27-14, they outscored the Vandals. Uh, there and uh, the Eagles would soar to the victory. They had uh, four players in a double figures there. Wolf had 18, Nichols had 17, Gear had 12, and Bergbauer had a 10. And Beerman was right there with eight. So uh, an impressive showing there by uh, Newton. And you were telling me about that last night. Yeah, Travis. Anytime a game starts off with an alley oop dunk, oh, <laughs> you know it's going to be a good night. And then on their next possession, they dunk it again. Wow. That's how the game started for the Newton Eagles on an 8-0 run with two dunks. Nice. That That's all you need to know about the Newton Eagles. Yeah. They, they are a team that I think is very good. Impressive. They were good last year, but now yeah. they have a lot of seniors. They have a lot of athleticism. They mm-hmm. have a lot of length. 
Yeah. They're going to be a very, very tough team. Dangerous team well in coached, the IOC uh, for sure for Newton. So impressive showing there. And then yep. in the uh, other game there, and that's the one that you're actually there to uh, broadcast. Yes. And it was the uh, North Clay Cardinals getting the win over Cumberland 39-31. to uh, So unfortunately, the uh, Cumberland Pirates did not start off the tournament on the right foot and end up falling there and sliding into the consolation side of the bracket. But uh, North Clay picking up the eight-point victory. Yep. Cumberland led one nothing, Travis, early uh-huh. in this game, and that was the only lead the Pirates would have the whole game. Mm. Um, it was double digits most of the time. North Clay led 10-5 to after the first quarter, led 20-11 to at the half. Um, but North Clay outscored Cumberland 14-10 in that third to swell the lead. Cumberland did get it down to eight at one point in the fourth quarter, kind of hanging in there, trying their best. Um, but it, they're just – it was a worrisome thing, Travis, that we were worried about with this Cumberland team. And Coach talked about it post-game. They're very young. Yeah. They're inexperienced playing together at this stage. Mm-hmm. And right. that's going to take time mm-hmm. to develop that chemistry and to get used to these – you know, because Coach said it when I talked to him post game. He's like, "Yes, we have some upperclassmen, but we have some juniors that didn't play varsity last year because of the seniors they had. They didn't need to. Right. So exactly. he's like, we're still getting used to the pace of the game, which is different than JV. Mm-hmm. And so, not only that, Cumberland didn't shoot the ball well. Ten of thirty-seven from the field, six of seventeen from three. But when you're, you know, out of the thirty-seven shots you put up, seventeen of them are three pointers." That sounds like an Illinois stat line. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So uh, it's going to take some time. Um, Grady Jones had nine to lead the Pirates. Uh, Kelby Bierman, Zach Harmon, and Caleb Bierman all had six points. Zach Harmon is a big kid. He is 6'5", Travis. He's going to be a big difference maker. But as Coach said, he's only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So he's not yet filled out. He's not yet in that basketball, you know, the, the way you have to play at the varsity level. He didn't play a lot last year because he was behind Bolton Hendricks. Right, yeah, so exactly. So it's, it's a team that is still learning how to play mm. together, how to play at varsity. For North Clay, it was the uh, the Cody Zimdar show. 17 yep. points, three rebounds. No one else had more than five points besides him. Um, North Clay, a lot of seniors. I think I, I counted six seniors on their roster, but they started two sophomores and a freshman. So um, a nice mix there for North Clay. Um, That's another team that I think is still growing and learning as they're playing. But we know Coach Zink, uh, well-coached team. So I I expect them to to do well, shot the ball well, 51% from the field, 11-9 from three. They weren't jacking up threes. And, uh, you know, only seven turnovers in the game. That's a a pretty good total. So – Overall, for, for Cumberland, it is growing and learning, and that is what mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks are going to be because you got some tough matchups. You know, Coach said game Cumberland will take on Vandalia Friday at 4.30 in that consolation round, and he said Vandalia's a big athletic team too. You know, I mentioned Harmon 6'5", Travis. Other than him, no one else on the team is more than 6'1". Wow. So Cumberland doesn't have height. They no. don't have length. They just – they're still learning. Right. And so Vandalia is going to be a tough matchup on Friday. And then you look at after the tournament on Tuesday, you got Altamont. And then the Tuesday after that, you got Casey. So a tough road here for the Pirates to start out the season. Throwing it into the fire. Yes. There with the these games yep so uh yeah i was wondering how this game w- would go with uh, the transition that cumberland is with all the players that they graduated and with the players that north clay uh, graduated but i'm not surprised that zimdars uh there was the leading scorer till he got all. injured he right. did get injured uh at the start of that fourth quarter um he was up walking around after the game i saw him so um we'll have to see an update on that uh friday when uh, north clay will take on newton Mm -hmm. definitely monitor that for sure uh elsewhere in other thanksgiving tournaments it was father mcgivney over chbc 54 49 and it was a south central 63 29 over levian and a south central that's the second win of the tournament for them Uh, markley led the way for the cougars he had 21 and in the uh, Cerro Gordo uh, tournament, uh, let's see, uh, we had uh, Warrensburg over Leroy and Tri-Valley over Argenta, St. Thomas Moore over University High uh, there. 
And uh, we also had some uh, junior high uh, scores as well with uh, regional play continuing there in eighth grade. Uh, but looking at the schedule for uh, today in uh, girls basketball, uh, the Bob Kearns tournament continues there in uh, Newton, and the first game of the night will be at six o'clock. I don't know why my schedule says here six thirty, but it's seven or six o'clock mm -hmm. against FEM and Flora. And then uh, the uh, nightcap there, the main event, it's Altamont versus Newton, seven thirty, and we'll have coverage for you over on our sister station at Jack FM one hundred point five and one hundred five five Jack FM Newton. Won the other night against Flora. FEM won against Altamont uh, there the other night. Mm -hmm. And we'll have coverage for you. 7.30. Yeah, looking, looking forward to being there in uh, my old stomping grounds. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, taking in the game. going to yeah. be calling the game with yeah. me. Yeah, it'll be fun. Looking forward to, to it. Starting lineup rides. Rides tonight. Broadcast tonight. 6.30, 7.30. Tune in. In the boys basketball tonight in a St. Anthony Turkey Tournament. FEMs against Rantoul. Robinson against Mattoon. St. Anthony against Belleville East at 8 o'clock. Uh, the Saragordo tournament continues there. Wins two straws against Saragordo at 7.30 at the high school gym. Uh, Mulberry Grove tournament continues. CHBC against Lebanon, 5.15. St. Elmo against Mulberry Grove, scheduled at 8.15 tonight. And we also got some regional championships and a junior high girls basketball. Wanted to mention the uh, local schedule for, not tomorrow, but Friday. Uh, high school football state championships uh, there in Bloomington or normal uh, at the uh, campus of Illinois State Hancock Stadium. As we have in the uh, Class 1A state championship, you got a rematch of last year's mm -hmm. state title game. And it was Lena Winslow who won that day 30-8. to And they're taking on a Camp Point Central, of course, there in 1A. In a 2A, you got Wilmington against uh Athens, who beat uh, Shelbyville last week. Mm -hmm. Athens, first title appearance ever. And uh, they're going to go for that title in a 2A. Uh, but the one that we're looking at in a 3A is uh, Mount Carmel going up against uh, Eric's team, six team, Byron, that he always talks about. Yep. And they're 13-0. and And impressive, of course, as they really put up the points. Mm -hmm. But Mount Carmel really putting up the points here in the playoffs last week. Unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Nine possessions in this in uh, the game, and they scored on every one of them. The only possession they didn't score in is they were in the victory formation. Right. So just insane stats there for Blaine Sisson and the Aces, and uh, they're going to try to go for their first state title since 1981. So it's been a while. My question is, Travis, the matchup in this game is can the Mount Carmel offense, as good as it's been, or excuse me, can the Mount Carmel defense – keep up with the Byron offense. Last right. week, Byron only had 26, but entering that game, 63-56-72 in this playoffs. They were the right. beast of the state. We talked about it. Yep. They outscored everybody in the state all season long. Can Mount Carmel's defense stop them enough times to give the Mount Carmel offense enough opportunities to put points on the board? Mm -hmm. That is going to be what wins this game. Most generally, state championship games are high scoring, but I'm definitely uh, hoping for a high scoring yeah. uh, one here because both these offenses are definitely capable of doing so. And again, north south, can the south get a title? Yep. Hey, we always root for the south. Hey, I, I think Camp Point Central's got a good chance against Lena Winslow. I'm not saying they will, but I think they got a good chance. I like Athens. Um, I, I think they got a good chance, and Mount Carmel can definitely uh, put up the points, like you said. And, and if it's a shootout, it's just going to be the last team who holds the ball mm -hmm. is going to end up getting the win in that one. So, uh, and and then on on the four A level, I think the South has a great chance of winning. I say, yeah. yeah, we can always count on Rochester in yes. the uh, South. Of course, they're a dynasty. There, eight state titles. Uh, they're on a little bit of a drought, though, Eric. They haven't won one since 2019. Ah. Man, make it happen. Uh, therefore, Coach Leonard, they're against uh, St. Lawrence, and uh, you got the complete opposites. Rochester with those eight state titles, but St. Lawrence, their only state title was in uh, 1976. Mm. So it's been a while, and uh, their only other second place finish was in 1979. Mm. So uh, uncharacteristic, I guess you'd say, in their appearance. Uh, but they'll try to take down uh, Rochester yep. uh, there on a Friday. And then the uh, 5A through 8A will be on Saturday. 
there concludes the Natheries Academy. Going to be taking on Joliet Catholic Academy uh, there in uh, 5A. And that's also kind of Nazareth Academy, only four state titles. They won it last year, so they're going back-to-back in Joliet Catholic. You know, and I know they're a lower seed this year, but they got 15 state titles to their name. Uh, as a school mm-hmm. uh, there in 6A, we always look out for East St. Louis. They're trying to go for back-to-back state titles. They're against uh, Cary Grove uh, there. And uh, in uh, uh, 8A should be a, a great matchup there, another rematch uh, with uh, Loyola Academy and uh, Lincoln Way East. And uh, Loyola Academy actually won that one last year, 13-3 in the same matchup. You, you were moving too fast for me, Travis. Back to 5A I real know. quick. That I'll LaGrange, try to run through them quickly. LaGrange Park, Nazareth Academy. I just want to point this out. They were one of our four and five teams that made the playoffs. Really? They were one of those four and five teams that barely got in, and now they're playing for state. So even though they're in the north, I am kind of rooting for them. Really? Yep. Hmm. They were the fi- they're a 15 seed. They were four and five entering the playoffs. They've knocked out the two, the seven, the six, and the eight. So the bracket fell perfectly for them as far as not having to face anyone. Really, I mean, the, the best team seed-wise they faced was in the first round. Mm-hmm. Since right. then, they've, you know, it's kind of gotten mid-pack as far as rankings go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, they're 8-5, and five, Travis. They're trying to be a nine-win state championship team. Wow. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also I skipped over a 7A a Chicago Mount Carmel trying to go for back-to-back state titles there. And they're against Downers Grove. Uh, there in that one. And I'm looking Seven, forward to, to that 8-8 championship as well. The one and the two, two undefeateds. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. this is what you want when you have one through 32 seated. You want one and two facing off, and that's right. what we got in exactly. 8-8. Yeah, and hopefully that will conclude an exciting uh, state mm-hmm. championship weekend there. The first one there at Hancock Stadium in a normal uh, there. And I wanted to uh, pass along, but because due to that Mount Carmel uh, game up there in a state, some of the Thanksgiving tournaments will have to be uh, rearranged. And the Robinson girls Thanksgiving tournament is being reshuffled a little bit. Now it'll be on Friday. St. Anthony will take on Mount Carmel at 9 a.m. And Robinson will take on Mount Carmel right after that at 1030. There will be a slight break, but not much. So back-to-back games for Mount Carmel. But they're adjusting that schedule due to the uh, boys being in the state championship game. They're going to try to allow the girls basketball team to make it up there to a normal Which to you see got that to. at the yeah. four o'clock kickoff. You got to uh, there absolutely, and also uh, there the um, Lawrenceville. County Capital Classic is also going to be a reshuffled as well as Mount Carmel has completely dropped out of the uh, tournament and uh, due to them uh, qualifying for that title game. Uh, so uh, they kind of been replaced on a Friday with uh, Grayville. And uh, so now in Lawrenceville, instead of Mount Carmel against Vincennes, it'll be uh, Grayville against uh, Vincennes at 11 a.m. And then uh, Lawrenceville will take on Fairfield. And Fairfield will take on uh, Grayville there at 6 o'clock. And Vincennes will take on Lawrenceville at 7.30. And then uh, Fairfield and Lawrenceville JV teams will also be a squaring off on Saturday as well to just uh, fill out the tournament uh, there. Some of these games on Friday won't impact the uh, seeding because Grayville is only filling in on Friday uh, there due to just some reshuffling of everything with everything going on there with Mount Carmel uh, there. So wanted to uh, pass uh, that along uh, there. Also on uh, Friday as well, uh, we got the uh, conclusion there of the uh, Bob Kearns tournament, uh, which will see uh, Altamont take on Flora at noon and then Newton against Effingham closing out at 1.30. And who knows, that may be the championship game uh, there potentially. Uh, there the Mary Sur Thanksgiving tournament will uh, get underway in yoga on a Friday and Saturday as well on the boys and girls side. CHBC Thanksgiving tournament will continue. And, of course, the uh, St. Anthony Thanksgiving tournament will uh, happen there on Friday as well. And the main event, of course, the uh, Crosstown Rivalry, St. Anthony versus FEM at 730 for the main event. And also, who can forget the regular season matchup of Nokomis and Altamont, our first mm-hmm. boys basketball broadcast for the uh, Indians will be on Friday as well. And that's a jam-packed day because the Fresh Soft will play before the JV. So uh, 4.45 is going to be the scheduled uh, time for the Fresh Soft game, I think, uh, at least around 5 o'clock 
there. So full day of action there in Altamont and our first boys broadcast of the season. Opening up against Nekomis there after Altamont. Such a great season last year. They'll try to replicate that mm-hmm. this year. And Nekomis, they had some battles late in the season, late in the regular season. And then, of course, in the postseason in the Nekomis Championship uh, there, Altamont was victorious. They lost some people with graduation, started Altamont. So I guess we'll see what happens there on a Friday night. And uh, the schedule, the entire schedule there is up on our website, fmradio.com as well. Uh, it'll be up there, so you can yep. check that out. Uh, there, but uh, we need to uh, move along here, and we need to move along into uh, some uh, baseball. And the St. Louis Cardinals continue to add to their repertoire and continue to add to their pitching rotation. Did you want an ace? Well, you got Kyle Gibson, and we'll talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. <laughs> What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. And Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now... Welcome in to the podcast exclusive of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. As I let Todd Staple to go, I certainly appreciate... <clears throat> excuse me. The starting lineup. Oh my gosh. Stop the recording. On 98.9 The Game. Sports Center update. The Blues wrap up a four-game road trip of the contest against the Coyotes in Arizona tonight. Blues are coming off a 3-1 win over the Ducks on Sunday. Tonight's game starts at 8 o'clock. College basketball action from yesterday. Southern Illinois lost to James Madison at 82-76. Western Illinois fell to Valparaiso 73-66. Tonight, Southern Illinois has another game in the Cancun Challenge. The Bulls try to get back in the win column when they visit Oklahoma City Thunder at Paycom Center tonight. Bulls are coming off a 118-100 loss to Miami Heat at home on Monday night. Chicago, 5-10 on the season. Tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock. The Blackhawks will aim to avoid their fifth loss in a row when they visit the Columbus Blue Jackets at Nationwide Arena tonight. Chicago is on a four-game losing streak following a 3-2 loss to Buffalo on Sunday. They are 5-11-0 on the season. The White Sox are adding an all-star shortstop. The team signed veteran Paul DeYoung to a one-year deal yesterday. DeYoung will replace Tim Anderson, whose option was declined by the White Sox earlier in the offseason. DeYoung was an all-star with the Cardinals in 2019, but last year hit just 207 with 14 home runs and 38 RBIs and 112-game split between St. Louis, Toronto, and San Francisco. And the Colts made the stunning move after waving linebacker Shaq Leonard on Tuesday. The decision came after the 28-year-old performance continued to decline after recent injuries. Leonard, who returned to the lineup this season after two back surgeries in 2022, was not getting much playing time. Welcome back in to this starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports and the Reads. And I love how you uh, mentioned about Paul DeYoung, uh, all-star, the all-star store yes. shop. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. It's but, it's on his resume forever, Travis. When he's getting is. a new job, he can put all-star. Yeah, he can never take it away from him. <laughs> and he can put World Series champ, too. Right? Uh, Super 2011? No. NL pennant team 2013? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. He can put all star traps. <laughs> you can never take that away. NL Central champ. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know if you want to put that on your uh, resume. Can uh, some uh, St. Louis Cardinals put that on their resume this upcoming season? Well, we'll see. And uh, the Cardinals did it again after the show was over, after the podcast was done and uploaded. The Cardinals made a, another move here and signed an exceptional starter here. No, we didn't get 
uh, see Sklaznow or anybody like that or sign anyone like that. No, we signed Kyle Gibson. Uh, Kyle Gibson, a 36-year-old right-hander from Baltimore, is where he pitched last season. And I love how on the uh, Cardinals' official uh, Twitter, or uh, not Twitter anymore, X, but uh, they had a press conference yesterday announcing the uh, two signings of Lance Lynn and then uh, Kyle Gibson uh, there. It's just a reunion. I mean, we said that the 2011 reunion with Lance Lynn, but... Uh, Kyle Gibson, he pitched for Mizzou. You know who else pitched for Mizzou that apparently wanted to join the team? Max Scherzer. But we won't dwell on that, and we won't live in the past like a lot of Cardinal fans do. I know it's easy to do there. But uh, Gibson, I love how they uh, touted out that he ranked in the top 10 in ale and wins. Game started, inning pitch, quality starts, and winning percentage in a 2023. But the stat that I saw most, talking about Kyle Gibson yesterday, was over 192 innings. He allowed the most hits in the American League nice. with 198. Good. <laughs> and Good. and I loved this these stats here um, in the league of most hits allowed in 2023. Mm-hmm. You know who ranked first in that category? Who? Miles Michaelis. Oh, nice. 226. Good. Number two is our guy Patrick Cor- Corbin. Uh-huh. That was my guy. Mm-hmm. 210. Logan Webb. 201. I mean, at least he was a Cy Young finalist, I yep. guess. Kyle Gibson, fourth, 198. Lance Lynn, 189. Sweet. So we have the three starters the- now, three of the most hits in Major League Baseball last year. So what you're saying is you need to trade for Patrick Corbin. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Is what that I'm what saying. I'm hearing right, Travis? That Let's is the patriotic. Let's make it happen. I mean, Lance Lynn already gave up a ton of home runs might as well add patrick corbin well, to Travis, the list too how else do you get gold glove defenders mm. you gotta have balls in play i guess and so. to do that the pitchers have to give up hits yeah. so the defense can try and make the plays i mean right there makes sense makes it's a total cardinal sense. way travis makes total sense defense Ugh. good grief but mosaic out was out there in front of the people yeah, on the press conference say? he touted out that this is uh, a need that they had of the team, volume pitching. And this is what Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson will give you. And he also touted that these two actually wanted to be here in St. Louis, which is nice. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. Why don't we just add everybody that wants to come here? And I just mentioned Max Scherzer wanted to come here as well, yeah. but we had no interest in him. Yep. I guess it has to be double interest, but... So, what you're saying, Travis, is you're not happy with Mo? No. Because I've I've seen some Cardinals on social media really trying to pitch this and trying to you know make it make it like oh just because they've made these moves doesn't mean they're done. It doesn't mean that we can't go get a big name big name somewhere else. And that's it's, exactly what he said too. Yep. He said our off season isn't over. It's one day at a time. This is a process. Trust the process. Yeah. Just asking for your patience. Ask for the patience. Again. <laughs> Again. But, I mean, my Travis, goodness. If the, if the final... Um, my goodness. If the final signing is Michael Walker, <laughs> and Mosaic sits back and goes, ah, job well done. Hey. There better be people in St. Louis with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> They're already starting to line up now. It just continues to grow. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Deeper and deeper. But, oh, man. Uh, I mean, I guess we shouldn't complain. We, we wanted pitching. Mm-hmm. He's adding pitching. I don't know if it's good pitching, but uh, the one thing I would agree with yesterday is that, yes, this is only November 21st, yeah. Yeah. so we still got a long way to go yep. into the off season. I know it's yep. easy to overreact to these two signings. I don't like them too much either, but let's wait before we grade the offseason an F right now. Well, and Travis, you know, it's kind of like those kids making their wish to Santa. You have to be very specific with what you're wanting. Cardinal fans weren't specific enough. They weren't starting <laughs> pitching. Mosaic got you starting pitching. You didn't specify it had to be good starting pitching. You just said starting pitching. Yeah. Sorry. That's on you. And doesn't four number fours add up to? 20. Exactly. Yeah. So. 
Said it yesterday. Yeah. Five number fives is 25, <laughs> Travis. Exactly. That's a win. He's playing chess. Everyone else is playing chess. That's what they're doing. So. That's what they're doing. Another great signing by the Cardinals yesterday. A couple hot stove items for you real quick. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, uh, Shota Imago. Imaga will be uh, posted on Monday. Okay. Another pitcher from Japan. Mm-hmm. Left-hander. Um, a lot of interest in him from a lot of teams in the major leagues. Mm. The other... Cubs specific rumor, Travis, is there is rumors, hot stove going, that the Cubs feel the need that they need to do one last thing to try and push for Otani. Mm-hmm. So there are people saying that by we already said that kind of Otani wants to make his decision before winter meetings. Mm-hmm. There are reports that the Cubs are looking to make a blockbuster move before then to show Otani that they're serious. Okay, and what does that blockbuster move? Well, there are already Tail. talks and rumors that the Cubs are possibly getting into the Tyler Glass now market. Okay. But the big one that is gaining a lot of momentum is that the Cubs are going to go get Bo Bichette and move him to third base. I was going to say, you don't, you don't need a shortstop. No, and move him to third base. Me as a Cub fan, I'm not overly pleased with that. That is not a big enough move. Hmm, right. I don't think that's a big enough move. Mm-hmm. And for the Blue Jays, it makes no sense. Right. And if you're the Cubs, if the Blue Jays are wanting to rebuild and offload people, ask them about Vlad Guerrero Jr. We need a first base. You do. That's the guy I'm talking about. So I guess you would, like, move Bichette to third, and then yep. you would move Wisdom to first? Probably. And you trade part of the trade would or be— Or I guess maybe you could— you just resign wisdom, though. Yeah, wisdom wouldn't be in the trade. It would be uh, Canario, um, as well as uh, some highly touted prospects, um, like a four-player deal. So what's been thrown around on social media. But again, I'm not a fan of that. That's not a big enough move to give up three of your top ten prospects for. Yeah, to sway Otani to come here. I don't think that's enough to sway him. Yeah. No, so I don't, I, I don't like that move. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, Travis, you talk all the time about your show stuff coming into existence. Yep. I just want to say that yesterday, before my game, I sh- simmed an entire season of the show. I didn't touch anything. Mm-hmm. All computer. Yep. I was not even on a team. Mm-hmm. And in the following off seasons, the Cub had traded for Pete Alonso and signed Otani. Wow. Just saying. Ah, oh, man. With the budgets on, too. Wow, that's even more impressive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there, I turn those budgets off. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to have fun than to be right. Yeah, exactly. But since I was just simming, I'm like, I'm going to keep it on and see what happens. Exactly. Pete Alonzo <laughs> and Otani. Oh, see if that comes to fruition. But we're uh, up against the clock here, and we're running out of time, and we need to finish things off with uh, Pick'em. We need to squeeze in some Pick'em here to uh, close out of the show for the week. So that's coming up. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Our Congressman, Mike Bost, a steadfast conservative. Mike voted for the Secure the Border Act to increase the number of Border Patrol agents and complete the border wall. A budget hawk who has saved taxpayers by voting against a $1.4 trillion debt limit increase. Bost reigns in out-of-control spending to secure a stronger future for our families. Mike Bost stands with our farmers to take on the Biden administration's waters of the U.S. policies that would put family farms out of business. An advocate for Southern Illinois families, Mike Bost voted for the Parents' Bill of Rights Act so parents have a say in their children's education. A leader 
Mike introduced a law ensuring veterans who appeal for their benefits get them more quickly. Congressman Mike Bost, Southern Illinois' conservative leader who gets results. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once. Once. This year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no it's not. It's okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus, oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We don't have a lot of time left, so we need to get to uh, pick them. And let's get to it. Football pick them. Let's get to it. What right. do we got? Football pick them. Let us start high school playoffs. We got one game to pick Travis. Mount Carmel versus Byron. Who you got, Travis? This is tough, but... Let's take it all the way, Mount Carmel. So I'm going to pick Mount Carmel, and I'm going to pick them uh, 31-30. 31-30. Yep. Since, Travis, I cannot decide whether to go over or under you because this game could either be a defensive battle or they could both put up 50 combined, 50 points each, I'm just going to pick the other team, and I'm going to pick Byron, and I, I will go 32-30. to 30. I figured so. The computer, by the way, says Byron. I just want to point that out. Sure. Uh, 48 to 28. Gives Byron an 88% chance of winning. Hmm. All right. Let's move on to Saturday and Sunday. First for Saturday, Illinois at Northwestern. Illinois minus five and a half. Travis, who you got? No matter what you would have said there, I would have picked Illinois. So I'm going to go Illinois. Paddock we trust. I will go Northwestern just to shun Travis. <laughs> and Illinois has not been that great against the spread this year. Just pointing that out. Uh, Sunday, Travis in a game you can hear right here on 98.9 in the game. Bucks at the Colts. Colts minus two and a half. Travis, who you got? Ooh. Um, I got the bu- barn burner. Bucks. Bucks for Travis. I will go with the Bucks too. Just because I don't know to pick on that one. So Four Bucks minus Colts minus two and a half. Oh, so the Bucks plus, plus two, two and a half. And a half. Right. There you go. Oh, that's it. Because the Bears will pick it on Monday because they're playing Monday Night Football. Oh. So that's it. That's all we got. Okay. Those are our only games to pick right now. Gotcha. Alright. Well that'll do it for pick them then. Yeah. So pretty short and easy yeah so uh, we'll get out of here again we won't be here tomorrow have a happy uh, thanksgiving and enjoy uh, the uh, food with your family be safe on black friday if you go out shopping absolutely and we won't be here friday as well we got uh, girls basketball coverage uh so enjoy your thanksgiving enjoy your thanksgiving a weekend with football and uh, food good luck to uh, mount carmel in the uh, state championship game uh, for sure, and we'll be back to recap it all on Monday. So enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Hey, we're back here on the starting lineup. We're yes. in the overtime yes. of the uh, starting lineup. Had to rush through it there. So, uh, well, let's just get to it. Yep. And I got a lot to uh, cover here. So, uh, let's get to some sports in there. Yeah, the Pacers, Travis, clinched a berth in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament after they beat the Hawks 157-152. to 
Wow. No defense required in that one. Yeah, high scoring. That is for sure. Absurd. Wow. Um Halliburton had thirty seven points in that one. The rematch Super Bowl 57, Travis, as expected, was the most watched game of the 2023 NFL season. The win drew uh, by the Eagles over the Chiefs drew over 29 million viewers on Monday Night wow. Football. Eagles victory was the most watched Monday Night Football game ever in the ESPN era, which started in 2006. And the audience was also the largest for a Monday Night regular season game since 1996. That game was between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers and drew over 31 million viewers. Yep. That's a lot of people. Deshaun Watson had successful shoulder surgery on Tuesday. Well, that's good. The Saints will be without one of their top receivers for at least the next four games as New Orleans placed veteran wideout Michael Thomas on injured reserve due to a knee injury. Yes, they did. As is the case every year, I think. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Mike Schilt was uh, brought in, as we said, learn. to uh, the, manage the Padres. But a 17-game win streak in September 2021 for the Cardinals. It's the longest in franchise history and the longest in the National League since the 1935 Cubs. And then they fired him. So, there you go. And, by the way, Travis, did you see on Instagram who said a hearty, heartfelt congratulations on getting the job in San Diego? I may have saw it. Blake Snell. Oh. He Coming back. Yeah. Right there. Well, I mean, it's his technically. I mean, I guess he is a free agent, but yeah, I'd say it's his technical manager right now. So what no. else is he gonna say? Nothing. I guess he could stay silent. Yeah. Uh, also, fifth ranked Marquette handed top ranked Kansas its first loss of the season with a seventy three fifty nine upset the Maui Invitational in Honolulu, and there was a scruff and everything like that. So, uh, Marquette. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that with uh, them taking down the Jayhawks. It's a pretty impressive win uh, there for the Eagles. There you go. Now Marquette and Illinois have something in common. They both beat Kansas this year. Exactly. Yeah. Problem is Marquette also beat Illinois. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're using the transitive property. Marquette is greater than Illinois and Kansas. And Kansas. But Illinois is greater than Kansas. Exactly. So you get it. Yep. And then also in that Maui tournament, uh, Purdue yes. took down a Tennessee. Yes, so that'll be the final. Uh, there. I think if Marquette Travis beats Purdue and wins the tournament, they should be the number one team. If you take down number one yeah. and number two in back-to-back days, you should be the number one team in the country. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. So. Um, and then I saw also that uh, James Madison, they beat yep. uh, Southern. Yep. 82-76. Football team can't win, but the basketball team keeps winning. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of eyeballs were on that game because it was on a television. Mm-hmm. And Xavier Johnson, 38 yep. points Yep, for the Salukis. Yep. Great game that he had. Uh, also, just continuing to wrap up, uh, the Lakers finished 4-0 in group play, and they will be moving on to the quarters. So, LeBron. Exactly. Or LeBron. There he is. And that uh, Purdue... Marquette game is going to be at 4 o'clock today. No. So, I don't know exactly how the Maui yeah, I don't know. tournament works. But if you're interested at 10.59 tonight, Gonzaga and UCLA. Yay. <laughs> that's a late night. And that's all I got, Travis. That's all you got. I don't have any, really anything else okay. either. Just kind of, you know, the thanksgiving day games with the packers lions commanders cowboys 49ers seahawks cowboys line just continues to grow 12 and a half point favorites they are now according to espn bet and the packers lions lions favor by seven and a half so Hmm. some great footballs on games on tap for your thanksgiving dinner or lunch depending on when you have it the best time, by the way, to take a nap, Travis, on Thanksgiving, as studies have shown, is 2.59 p.m., and it's for 42 minutes. So you're going to miss a little bit of the kickoff, then, if the Commanders-Cowboys. If That's you okay. You don't, need, you don't need kickoff. You just need, you know, <laughs> what are you going to miss at the beginning of the game? Nothing. I guess so. I guess whoever sings the national anthem. No. I think it's Dolly. No, she's performing at halftime. Yeah. I knew that, but... I think Jack Harlow is going to be performing at halftime mm. of the Detroit game. So get your fill yep. on that. Yep. I don't know who decided this year that we were going to have Thanksgiving dinner on lunch. We're going to have it at 11 o'clock tomorrow. 
Yeah, we're having like around a, eleven-ish. A, a noon. Noon. You got to get up early though to cook the food. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't bother you none. No, it doesn't I'll, bother your family none. I'll be here. I'll be here working. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't bother you none, but no. And then Saturday we're doing early. another Thanksgiving. So oh. and they're going to be at my house at noon. So hmm. that one I do have to get up early for because I'm smoking a pork loin. Well, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. So that's why I do it. Smoking the turkey? No, no. Mm. My wife does turkey. She puts butter inside the skin. And we're going light on the desserts. The only desserts we're, we're making for Saturday, the only one I know of is Saturday, my son wants to make an apple pie. So he's making an apple pie. An apple pie. Yep. He's going to cut it, cut the apples and mix it all up all by himself. He wants to do it. So Nice. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, okay, kid, you want to make an apple pie? You go right ahead. We'll, we'll see if he decides to do it again. Yeah, we'll see if he decides <laughs> to do it this time. <laughs> yeah. Give him about five minutes, and he's like, I'm done with this. Yeah, uh, that seems to be yep. how it goes Yep. Uh, there. But that's really all I had, yeah. you know, Illinois on a Friday in basketball and in football. So we'll be watching out for that. And the Illini guys over on 989 The Game, the Sports Spectacular, powered by the Illini guys. Mm-hmm. Illinaiguys.com, so make sure you tune in to uh, that so uh, you won't hear us for a little while. and Stay updated on scores of local games over on our website, fgamradio.com. Yeah, click on our local sports tab. Yep. That's where the information can be found uh, there. So uh, we're going to get on out of here and uh, get going, and we'll uh, talk to you again on a Monday. So Enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you again in a short little while. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and thank you for always listening as well. And happy Thanksgiving. Peace out.